0: That was a huge don't, and I have done that.
1: I've done it, too. That's why I'm saying Yes.
0: It. <laughs> yes. When it's too fresh or you just can't, it just ends up coming out, and then mm-hmm. suddenly you're in a therapy session with this yeah. poor person who just wanted to go on a first date. Yeah. Today on the pod, we're talking about being single and dating. I'm single right now, which is a pretty normal state for me, but sometimes people imply that it's abnormal. Last year at my daughter's piano recital, I was sitting with some folks I didn't really know, and there was an empty seat beside me. One of them asked me if my partner was coming. I don't have one, I said. Her voice went high pitched as she blushed and awkwardly stumbled through some words that she didn't really sound like she believed about how it's healthy to take time for yourself. Why was she embarrassed about pointing out that I was single? Did she worry that she had made me feel uncomfortable or embarrassed or abnormal? And a few years ago, an acquaintance egged me on. Why are you single? You're such a catch. There are lots of reasons I'm single, I thought, although I did agree with his assessment that I'm a catch. A small dating pool, my age, my tendency to pick the wrong people, to name a few. I replied that dating isn't easy. I think that's pretty normal, actually. I don't feel like I'm lacking a partner in my daily life, but I do in my more difficult moments. That's when life can feel like too much for one person. Like carrying a heavy item, it's easier with help. One person can pull while the other pushes, one navigating so that the other will have an easier time, Sometimes without that help, a task can feel impossible. Sometimes they are impossible. During the pandemic lockdown, I was often envious of people locked down with partners, even if they hated each other, because they could at least participate in things that required two people, like climbing up a ladder safely, or moving a heavy dresser, or TikTok trends. Not the dances, but the backcracking. I could dance on my own, but backcracking was a two-person job. I would watch videos of people cracking their backs at home with the help of a partner who would manipulate them into the perfect position for a few satisfying pops. I envied the relief they felt at those pops, wanting them for myself. Some things in this world are a two-person job. I seriously was like, as someone who has like a, a chronic spot where I would just love a good crack, Yeah. I was so envious of of people who could get that right at home.
1: I love it. I have so many thoughts about what you said. And it's like that that person at, you said it was a recital? Yeah. Uh, even just the like, it's good to take time and what that implies. Right. Um, just some time. We, we, we actually don't all need to be part- partnered because mm-hmm. the assumption with that is, Oh, okay. Yes. It's okay for you to be single for this set amount of time, but for you to just clock back into the, you know, um, constrained- system. Yes, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 You got yeah, to clock back into that at yeah. some point. Like yeah. you'll,
1: you'll come back in here soon, right? right? That's the goal.
0: Yeah. Just take a bit of time to like wander around a bit and then come on, come on back. You gotta yeah. i back. Yeah. Yeah. And she was very like, so uncomfortable to put po- afterwards. She was like, all high-pitched and like oh yeah no it's uh you know just like so deeply uncomfortable it's quite remarkable
1: I think though it I mean I'm sure I've said something similar to this but it just tells you more about where their comfort lies that's true because it, you know they're, they're telling you more about themselves than you yeah. are about them they don't know your orientation to being single or not or if you're looking or not and yeah and all of those are valid and like beautiful yeah. <laughs> like the only reason that you might not be partnered is because you know you're not a catch or you're not excuse me yeah maybe actually that's the reason I'm not partnered is because I'm such a catch and have high standards
0: (laughs) yeah that was really funny um that kind of assumption it kind of implies that it's my fault that I'm single (laughs) yeah and not like oh
1: I'm maybe maybe what you're doing is not going to bring anyone into yeah. your life that isn't an additive and yeah. it's like there's no need unless you find someone who brings value and is it's a level up yeah
0: yeah exactly and it adds value to what you already have going which is like full enough already your life yeah. like it's not like there's a huge gap somewhere that you're trying to fill which is i think <laughs> a trap that a lot of us have probably been in before where we want someone else uh, as though there is a missing puzzle piece or the
1: approach to dating if you're approaching it from an abundance mindset mm-hmm. versus yeah. i think just being in that headspace opens us up to so much more possibilities so then you're not attached to this outcome mm-hmm. of like i'm dating to find a partner um or find a person to fill this gap it's like oh i feel really great about who i am and where i'm at and mm-hmm. if the right person can fit into that like fun for it's all a bonus. of us yeah. yeah
0: yeah absolutely not looking at it from this place of lack where it's like mm-hmm. i need that as the final piece to fulfill to fulfill things which is something that i definitely have had to kind of let go of mm-hmm. um yeah of that idea of any one particular outcome yeah uh, so I, okay what's what what is being single mean to you right now um i think i've gone through waves of like How I feel about it, I'm. It's normal for me. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's the way my life normally is for huge chunks of time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I've gone through a stage where, like, when there's more difficult things going on in life, and when it would like be really nice to have someone around who you don't have to like. Not that you know, having I have friends and there's people who I reach out to and reach out to me. But just that idea of like having someone around who you don't have to explain everything to mm-hmm. and like who just is already there to witness it. Yeah. Then I've missed that. Um the the like intimacy of having yeah. to catch someone up. Yeah. Yeah. I guess
1: I think we talked about that too in our loneliness episode. And I loved what you shared about, you know, being at the vet with Gus and exactly. then turning to you. And yeah. it is this I think there is some innate like thing in us to be like, that drives us for connectivity, Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not that looks like romantic partnership or could be found through friends or whatever the case may be. I think it's something that it's, like, it's very in us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just that, like, connection and that awareness that someone else is kind of watching out for you or Mm -hmm. there for you. And that made me really think about, that phase made me really think about how, I feel like when you are in a partnership, at a certain point, you almost forget what it was like when you were single.
1: Hmm. Maybe I'm guilty of that.
0: I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm curious what yeah. you think, but you kind of because it's so natural yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. So you forget what it's like until maybe you do have a breakup, and then suddenly your world shrinks down again. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a partnership, if it's with one person, you like your things are at least doubled. Yeah. Like literally your wardrobe, your, you know what I mean. Especially
1: in Especially uh, queer in the, relationships, yeah. and when so you're like, of similar size. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like your your wardrobe, your network, mm-hmm. because their people are your people. Totally. Too right. And so then it's only moments when we lose that, mm-hmm. or we don't have that, yeah. that we're like, "Hey, everybody else! <laughs> I mean, this, you know, like it's don't, it's kind don't of this, forget. Yeah, don't forget like. <laughs> Because, yeah, it's just kind of a, someone there to witness you in yeah. a way, and you then know? Conversely, too, I think uh, it's interesting
1: going from being single, because mm-hmm. I spent plenty of time being single as well. Also, I'm gonna try and not do the thing where the person in relationship is like, well, now that I'm in a relationship, I know all of the things you ought to be doing. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. gross. <laughs> Patronizing? Yes, yeah. so
0: gross. Yeah, uh,
1: But like going from being single to in a partnership um, something that I've been thinking about lately is there's there's a self I don't know if selfish is the right word, but like when you're single, it's like I do this at this time, mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. like you and then now it's like Dev and I are getting married and I'm like, Oh my goodness, okay, I need to reapproach how I think of us as a unit mm-hmm. and the things that we do. Like, okay, I have a vehicle. This is our vehicle now. What is what does that look like? You know, my default setting might have been, "Oh, I have the car all the time." And I'm like, "Oh no, we our, need to have a conversation." Yeah, and there's yeah. like, there's there's things you, I don't want to say give up, but like it's just like kind of compromise and 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 figure out.
0: It's suddenly something you're including that before wouldn't yes. have been part of the picture. Yes. So yeah, that might take some shifting around or just like an expansion of mm-hmm. views to fit so that everyone can fit in.
1: Yeah, like I was, um, I was just so in my routine. Before and now, I'm like, oh, there's another person, and yeah. it, it's our routine, and yeah. we have our individual things and our partnership things, and like how do they kind all of a together? mix of all of that together. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's regardless of single, partner, it's we're always navigating something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to sidetrack us towards no uh, partnership and dating. No, 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 <laughs> no, but
0: that's we. I mean, we, maybe we should just go into dating then. So, provided you are dating when you're single, because yes. sometimes people just. Prefer even not to date for which periods of time, which is valid. Love yeah,
1: it. right. Like, oh, we could. Um, what, what, what do you think about this? Date yourself.
0: The date yourself. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a proponent of that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'll date myself. <laughs> I date myself all the time. Um, no, I like that. I'll, I'll yeah. go out and just kind of bring an oat pad and go to a bar or cafe mm-hmm. or whatever and just kind of be by myself. And sometimes it's at night or. Other times during the day but there's other groups of people and they're all chatting and I'm just kind of like out there on my own do my own thing I think it's great because I mean obviously I will if I say I'm doing it I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it's a bad thing but um so maybe I'm a little biased but I think it's important to not feel self-conscious about the fact that you're just on your own yeah because if you're worried about how that's going to look, then mm-hmm. you're worried about a negative stigma being attached to it or that, yeah, you know, you don't have people or friends or if you're not able to do it, I feel like maybe it's because you're worried about the negative associations that go along with it.
1: Yeah. And those things are often so much more in our own brains and no yeah. one else is thinking about oh, it. yeah, I remember I, after, a, um, you know, a long-term relationship ended and I was living in California in Los Angeles, And I went to an Ariana Grande concert by myself. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can just do that. And it felt so amazing. Yeah. And I had a seat. But then it was like at this um, at the Ace Hotel, which is this kind of smaller Mm -hmm. theater venue. And I was like, huh, I'm by myself. I could probably and I just kind of walked right up to the front amazing and I was like oh I probably wouldn't have done this if I was like oh my I don't know I just think there's so many things that it affords you and it's like yeah no one cares no one's looking at whether I'm here on my own I'm just having a great time because I want to see Ariana."
0: yeah I actually love I've been to a couple concerts alone and I actually love it because yeah exactly you can move around the way you want to Mm -hmm. leave stay for as long as you want whatever Mm -hmm. like it's just up to you and it's this just this experience that is just your own and mm-hmm. there's like something i don't know i think there's something really valuable in that, that that you're just like doing something that you want to and not being reliant on the fact that there's there needs to be someone else there with you to experience something mm-hmm. like you can experience things on your own we do yeah. that all the time right like so it it's not a negative thing for sure and it's like
1: as you know we've talked about people pleasing on this episode too and it's like oh yeah if you're there with someone then you're like, oh, do you want to stay? Do you want to go? Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I had just the right amount. Exactly. This is the perfect night for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and not stay at the end or whatever it is, yeah. or I'm gonna go find that next thing. And you get to kind of just like lean into your interests yeah. and what you what you want and need in that moment, which mm-hmm. I think can be can be really beautiful. Yeah. So okay, so well, big pro- proponents of of being single here on the pod. Yes. Um. You are someone who is interested in partnership and go on dates. I mean, I love our little voice note updates uh, we get a when lot of we updates. when we get them. What's yeah. what's uh let's let's like sh- shift into dating a bit. Any any single single advice for daters? Is there anything you'd want folks who are partnered to know about
0: their single friends? Oh, that's interesting. I guess so. Just from that experience that I had where I really kind of noticed it. Yeah. Like the check-ins are valued. Mm -hmm. The offers are valued, you know, to like drop something off or take care of something for you or come with you somewhere that, you know, if you have an appointment you need to go to or something and it's, and you know, you're alone. Those things I think are always appreciated and just, yeah, just that anything that signals that awareness that, that, you know, you're acknowledging that someone is going through something on their own. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I have a, I have a question. Maybe this is an etiquette question. Yeah. When you, if I'm, say I'm planning a dinner or a weekend. Um. Uh, I mean, I kind of know how how I, we do this because, yeah. like, I don't know. You're often with Dev and I. True. And I don't feel weird about it. I don't know yeah. if you do, no. but um, we were planning um like a group uh, outing. And I realized that, like, all of the cu- – it was all, all couples, couples except yeah. for one person. Yeah. What do, what's, what's the what's the etiquette there? I don't want to like, exclude anyone, but I'm, I'm like, oh, are they going to feel weird if they show up and it's, like, eight couples and them?
0: Right. That's a good question. I mean, I did bring a date to something recently when we were going, in, and it was all other couples. And I was like, I will be the only single person there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Was that the reason for bringing the date or was it because the timing or just um, the fun – you know, opportunity to play bingo with some queers.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it was a bit of... I might n- not have. hmm If it wasn't so obvious that that I would be the only one. That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't really, like, <laughs> investigated that. Um, but it was more... It was also just opportunity. like yeah. That it was, an, an a, like, a good chance to, to involve someone. But... Um, it is this interesting time of life when... You know,
1: um, or n- not necessarily time of life, but just sometimes your friend group hits where the majority of people mm. are are partnered, and it you know it ebbs and flows. Yeah, people are often in and out of relationships, and and so the dynamic can shift. Whereas like you might have had a few people who were single and then so it kind of just felt like this natural thing but then if it can tilt more towards partnership and then there might be this odd person out and then I always worry I'm like oh my gosh are they gonna feel weird but I'm never gonna not want to include someone because of that because that seems like the worst thing you could do
0: I mean I definitely love being a third or fifth wheel yeah I definitely don't mind it's kind of fun it never feels weird to me. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, no, and I appreciate being involved in stuff because it sometimes people don't think of you mm-hmm. because you're not part of a partnership.
1: Right, maybe it's just providing the information yeah. ahead so that the other person can... Like, you obviously put it together that Bingo was shaping up to be a bunch of couples. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess, I don't know, but then... If
1: we want to stay on that example.
0: So that's a funny one because I wonder if pointing it out is weird or not is it yeah because then it's one of those things where you're like just so you know
1: you are the odd one out but
0: that's not weird but you might think it's weird but i'm telling you i don't think it's weird but i'm still pointing it out to you so like that's a funny one that's a really funny one um i guess it depends on who that person is and if you feel like they might be self-conscious about it or not is this is this shady or sneaky not necessarily pointing it out
1: explicitly be but you know being like this person and this person and this person. yeah if you just here's a the list. guest list yeah 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean that's probably a way to do it be like okay the group has formed this is the final group and then you yeah. and then you throw it out there that's oh my probably, gosh we yeah. could
1: totally get into um plus ones uh for weddings and things oh yeah have you ever been in the situation where people try and put parameters around plus ones of like if you're with them for long enough right. and things like that and I'm like give me or don't give me one yeah when I was single this right. is how I felt <laughs> so they would
0: want it to be a significant enough person yeah for and you I'm to like be able to excuse me them? no you do not get to yeah. decide that yeah that's <laughs> so you've had that uh I
1: I've I have a friend who who went through a bit of an experience around that yeah. and feeling very weird about it, about it and it's like also if you're asking I think context matters of like how close you are yeah. but I think if you're asking a single friend, to go to a wedding especially if it's travel or it's not their immediate Mm -hmm. friend group Mm -hmm. you should always give a plus one and it to me it doesn't matter whether they're a romantic partner or not right because i think asking someone to go solo to a wedding is not the vibe
0: yeah no it's like you (laughs) said especially if it's not where they have yeah (laughs) i mean yeah
1: there's things at play for sure yeah but yeah i think all those questions are i don't know i think that those dynamics and how we navigate them is interesting yeah I have a, a, keeping in kind of dating and etiquette, I have a a listener question Mm, and it it would actually, I think it's our first
0: audio listener question. Hi, Dear Queer. I have a question about dating etiquette. I matched with a cutie on a dating app and we've been talking for a little bit and made plans to go on a date. But as we were chatting, I realized that we had matched on another app several months ago. Uh, and I'm wondering if I should mention that, um, before I meet them in person or during the date, um, we had talked back and forth kind of about a similar topic, but then they kind of let the conversation die. Um, but they've been driving it this time and initiated plans for a date. So just a little dating etiquette question for you. Thank you. That was really cute. Um, do you want to go first or should i go
1: no this is all you this
0: is me oh gosh i mean i think there's no harm in bringing it up as long as it's not in a an accusatory kind of you messed it up last time like we matched and Ooh, yeah. you just like in, as long as it's not in a way that puts someone on the defense where mm-hmm. you it feels like you're accusing them of something because things happen like Maybe they ended up dating someone else for a while exclusively and so then they trailed off or maybe they were really busy or maybe they were overwhelmed with life and they weren't dating for a while like I yeah. think
1: leaning into it is where I would probably go and I think it's an opportunity for some humor.
0: It could of. be a good origin story then too they have, yeah. you know, it could be part of the, a nice cute story in the end.
1: Oh my gosh, queer community, so small. You just got to kind of laugh. And yeah. in the same breath, you can probably map your exes and overlapping friend groups and all of the things.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are we going to do our own Toronto L Word map chart? Is this where we're no. going? Oh God, please. No. Okay. Hard pass. Okay. Pass. Yeah. Hard pass.
1: Although I guess I am lucky having lived out of the country for many years That's that
0: uh, my exes are scattered. That is nice. That is nice. <laughs> Any other etiquette things that we can think of? I mean, should I... What about my story where I lied on that date?
1: Oh, yeah. How do you want to get into that?
0: <laughs> it's a funny thing to admit, and it's, it's funny because it's not like me, but I did lie on a date uh, a little while ago, and I think I remember telling you and uh, the group in a voice note about that. <laughs> Let me explain. So I was on this date, and the way questions were being asked mm-hmm. was um, was kind of a not exactly accusatory, but it felt like there was a wrong answer.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. And I remember this. It's, yeah, it's coming back,
0: and it was an innocuous <laughs> thing. It wasn't you know like something about fundamentally who I am or what I value. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like a factual like, okay a detail that I that I lied about. I just basically said yes to something because it felt like if I had said no, there was some judgment that would come along with it or some, you know what I mean? Like it was weighted. Yeah. I don't know. Anytime I experienced something like that. Well, I mean, I felt like it put me on the defense automatically. Like it was a weird space to be in because I was suddenly like, yes. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then I was like, why did I do that? I was like, oh, it's because it felt like there was a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Anytime something like that happens, it's just always something I try and remind myself of not to do then mm-hmm. as well like questions where asking questions but without some sort of obvious expectation of an answer of no, a particular answer no leading the witness yeah right well i
1: think too even at the beginning of dating we say all kinds of stuff because it's this constant kind of like you're sending out little ships to see what what lands
0: um i mean i don't recommend that you lie
1: so you're on this date there you you get the sense that they want the, a particular answer mm-hmm. you it falls out of you it you give that answer me. yeah is there any coming back from that
0: um okay so do you see this person again i did not not necessarily because of the lie but it was more that the kind of questioning was a common vibe of it mm-hmm. and it felt um it just wasn't the right vibe for me.
1: Yeah, it seems like your energies weren't matched, yeah, if you're exactly. feeling. Yeah. So, would you are, are there circumstances
0: where you think like a little dating might lies, okay?
1: Where should we do some hmm. some do's and don'ts of dating?
0: Yeah, let's do do's and don'ts. What are some other do's and don'ts?
1: Do voice note your friends after with all the juicy details. Yes,
0: that's <laughs> that's for everyone's benefit. Um, what about you're fresh off a breakup? Uh-huh. How soon after do you go on a first date with someone new? I th-
1: I think you get back out there, but you get back out there in a very casual way and you don't get back out there unless you can be on a date without talking about your ex.
0: Oh my God. You read my mind. That was a huge don't and I have done that.
1: <laughs> I've done it too. That's why I'm saying yes.
0: It. <laughs> yes. When it's too fresh. Or you just can't, it just ends up coming out and then mm-hmm. suddenly you're in a therapy session with this yeah. poor person who just wanted to go on a first date. Yeah. I also think this
1: is a don't, which I absolutely did on and my first date, um, which is like, you don't need to get all of your, okay, Are do you want kids? Do you, Like you do mm. not need to get all of those questions in your first date. Right. Like, maybe I'm doing first date dues and don'ts.
0: Well, I mean, that's good too, right? Because <laughs> that's maybe the most important date in a way. Yeah. It determines, I mean, whether or not you have a second one and then mm-hmm. exp- exponentially yeah. after that. I just think being more playful and casual
1: in those first dates is is, is a good way for people to get a sense of you. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be easy for people to get very serious about it. Yeah. And... Like, uh, and Concerned with, does this person fit? Right. And that, that will happen. Yeah. But it's also like, maybe they're a friend.
0: Yeah. And day one, it doesn't have to yeah. be determined in stone.
1: Mm-hmm. Any um, things people have done on dates with you and you're like, mm, that told me everything I need to know.
0: Oh, that's a good question.
1: Do you have anything come to mind? Uh, I probably, uh, okay, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of made me think of a funny story where I went on this date with this woman And the place, the restaurant we went to was kind of just out of the city. Mm. Um, And so I I was like, oh, I'll pick you up. We'll drive together. And we got there and I totally forgot my wallet. (gasps) Oh, no. It was so embarrassing. And it was a place everywhere in in LA, you pretty much have to valet park. Mm. And at the time, there wasn't like apps or any of this stuff. And I couldn't even, not only could I not contribute to dinner, I couldn't even pay the valet for the car ride but like bless her she was so sweet about it um needless to say i did not get a a second date
0: (laughs) oh man that is too funny um but no she was so sweet
1: about it and like i mean i had gone out of my way to pick her up yeah so maybe there was some redemption yeah you would think so because
0: that was that you didn't need to do that yeah yeah
1: we we worked in a in the same industry um And so we did actually end up kind of chatting here and there, but there Mm. was there was no dates after that. So funny. I don't know if that was the the the, reason the reason or not, but yeah.
0: I feel like this is just this podcast as a whole is just turning into me admitting all the things I've done wrong. (laughs) Hey, same here. (laughs) Just one huge mea culpa. (laughs) I've also done the thing. This was in my people pleasing days. Okay. Where, if I really wanted to see one person in particular, Mm -hmm. I would, like, change my schedule around Mm. so that I could see them.
1: Yeah, changing your schedule, I guess, too, then you might feel resentful if they then didn't show or I don't know. I feel like dates at those early stages can be kind of tenuous of whether or not they will happen because – you aren't yet a priority in someone's life and now you're twisting your schedule and prioritizing someone who might not be at that emotional or commitment level with you.
0: It just was a sign that I was willing to shift myself and my Mm -hmm. things around for someone else versus having them fit into what is already there Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about
1: something that I, I don't know, I enjoy doing or in earlier dating mm-hmm. as maybe a do. I think I, I really enjoy those like little gestures. Mm. Um I think maybe a don't is like I can get a, I I can get uncomfortable if people like do too much oh, or absolutely. like if someone's like going out of their way to buy you dinner or do those kind of things and like spending a lot. Mm-hmm. But then if someone takes the time to write a little note or send a a yeah. key, I don't know, maybe No I know what you mean. Something yeah.
0: that's that Isn't big, but it's thoughtful because Mm -hmm. the grand stuff can just seem too much too soon. I'm a big fan of a simple date.
1: Yeah. Walks, but then maybe there's some sort of thought behind it from a conversation you've had.
0: Oh, What do you think of early on, if it's like a first or second date? Do you have any, did you have any rules around like weeknights versus week weekends for dates?
1: No, not really. I really tried when I was on the apps, I really tried to get if I thought there was a connection, I really mm. tried to move to the that initial in person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think short to me for me, shortening that time really helped. Like of chatting online before. Yeah. you meet? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. like that too better.
0: Because if you're chatting online for too long, sometimes it just trails away and then nothing ever happens. You, you like seen. you lose the momentum of mm-hmm. of of wanting to meet. hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely no. do you,
1: do you have rules that are like even okay, how soon after a date until you can schedule a next date if you're if you're feeling them?
0: I mean, I don't think right away, yeah, I think you need to let it breathe a little bit. Are we playing
1: hard to get do, like no, do you do any of that that weird stuff?
0: No, because I know it can feel I know how it can feel being on the other end of it, so mm-hmm. I try not to do that. I mean, you know my Halloween costume from this year, <laughs> I do so. Many, most of you won't, but um, I dressed basically in all hospital garb and I had a sign around my neck that said sick of dating. Like that was my diagnosis. I don't, that was like a quite a cynical costume. I
1: thought it was hilarious.
0: It was really funny and that's why I do a lot of things that I do because I did think it was funny, but I don't think I'm in actually in a cynical place about dating anymore I love that which is good even
1: do you mean from October to now even I think so amazing well
0: I think I just because sometimes the hard part about dating is just the monotony Mm. and the repetitive like another first date another first date and you might end up talking about similar things or Mm -hmm. trying to find where to go for that first date and and you know it can um, be
1: emotionally exhausting too to your essay point of you're having to catch someone up on your in- whole dang life, yeah,
0: and that's that's kind of exhausting. It is exhausting, yeah. So I think, I think if you've reached a point where you are feeling cynical, then that's a time to not date probably, mm-hmm. because you're not actually going to be open to the positive things that can come from it. You'll probably be mm-hmm. a little closed off if you're kind of have this like underlying cynicism or bitterness or resentment mm-hmm. or whatever it is that's kind of come from somewhere and just
1: not able to show up in yeah a way. yeah
0: so if you can't be present and enjoy it then there's no shame at all in taking a break from it i love that okay so okay so after our last episode mm-hmm. at the, we had some listeners write in uh, with uh, responses to my question that i asked on instagram In response to my question about lessons in love that people have learned over time, and I just want to share a few of those. I love it. So one person said, you have to be honest about what you want and need to them and to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, we can kind of be in denial about what we want or just... Or even we can have the
1: idea of what we think we want, when in reality, what we might actually need is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Another listener said, I think that being in love on its own is not enough. You both have to want to put in the effort as well. Mm-hmm. And I think we touched on that a little bit in our episode, in our discussion. We, we have some smart listeners. We do.
1: Um, also, listeners, please send us your questions. Please. We, we do want to hear from you. Yeah, Or comments, whatever. Yeah, yeah, all of it.
0: <laughs> Another person said, attachment theory, uh, it helped me avoid my own trap of desiring people who distanced themselves. Very classic. I like could, that. We'll definitely, I could do a whole episode on that one. Uh, we will be. We will be. Uh, and then we had one more. They said, believe people when they show you what you mean to them. Oh, that, that could be really beautiful. That could be beautiful. Or on or, the other side.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we're in our optimism era. <laughs> yes. Awesome.
0: Uh, oh, actually, there is one more. Realizing the difference between limerence and love. Wait, what's limerence? We should probably do that uh, an episode on that, too. That dopamine phase. Oh, like NRE? That little NRE glimmer? (laughs) I guess so. Let me even look up exactly. Limerence. State of involuntary obsession with another person. Okay, wait. So can you read the comment again? Uh, The difference, knowing the difference between limerence and love. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So limerence is more kind of on the lust scale and the kind of obsessive desire yeah do I even
1: like you or do I just like the idea of you and now I'm fixated on that
0: exactly that's exactly it yeah nailed it yeah sweet yeah well um I think that's it yeah if you like an episode please actually like it and rate us share it with someone else tell all your friends and please send us your comments or questions as well we'd love to hear from you dear queer
1: This has been another episode of Dear Queer. Just a reminder, we are not actually experts. Any advice given should actually come from our experts who we will bring in from time to time. Music brought to you by Sean Patrick Brennan, produced by myself, Lauren Hogarth, and your host, as always, Elena Papianis. (laughs) I'm getting that.